from newstalkzb.co.nz. It's the Mike Hosking Breakfast with ASB. Welcome to Hosking It Was for Monday. All the things you should have heard, ooh, but you might have missed, from the Mike Hosking Breakfast on Newsdog ZB. This morning, uh, the social housing policy seems to have come unstuck uh, for the government. We've got a Clarkson update for you. Uh, don't worry about all these FTAs, everyone. Don't get so upset. And uh, the, mystery, the mysterious Hyde Street kick party. But before any of that... What about the cricket? What happens there, Mark? When you, when, when, you know, when you're in the middle of the thing, and you, I mean, what do you see? You see the ball the size of a basketball, do you? When you can do no wrong, you reach a point when you're loose of limb. I didn't get it that often, to tell you the truth. <laughs> I probably asked but, the wrong person. Well, sorry, clarity, <laughs> clarity. I'd say it's a, it's in the zone. You're talking mm. about the zone, aren't you? Mm. It's a, it's mm. a it's a place of clarity. It's like you bowl it there, I'll hit you there, and they do, and you hit it there. Yeah, if you bowl it there, I'll hit you there. They do, and I hit you there. Time slows down just a little Is bit. Is that what happens? You see everything a little bit clearer, a little bit earlier. Mm. Because it must, you must, I, I thought I was watching him, you must ebb and flow, mustn't you? You must get sort of 90-something, you think, oh, here we go, oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. So you crack your 100. Then, of course, you so often you, you relax, and you think, that was good, and the next thing you know, you're out for 104. Yeah, but that's the key, isn't it? It's, it's the ability to relax while still Keeping be concentrating. That concentration. Yeah. Relaxed concentration. Taking nothing away from him at all, sensational. Was the bowling getting a little bit ragged? Bowling was awful. Yeah, it was loose. The West Indians yeah, were nothing short of school. So he just punished them, didn't he? Yeah. Small but boundaries, bad bowling. Yeah, we still hit one on the roof. Yep. Yeah, we still yes, smashed them. Totally. South Africa with a different kettle of fish altogether. Different killer. He was channeling Lance Kins, wasn't he? Really? It was a bit of that, wasn't it? There's something in the bats these days, isn't there? Those bats are massive, aren't they? Mm. They're massive in the sunlight. The techno art, is that what it is? I think it just defies explanation, basically. Sometimes sports people achieve superhuman abilities. And that's what happened on Saturday night. Let's hope that continues happening tomorrow. Uh, in the meantime, the government might be looking for something superhuman to happen in the social housing policy. I hope the finance minister is right when he talks of the interest in the project because it's a very good idea to genuinely believe that a government department can run something as complex as state housing, especially given the facts that history pre- uh, present us with, is foolhardy. The sort of social agencies the government was thinking of to help here are on the ground. They're far more agile, far more active than the government department ever could be. But like all good ideas, theory is only part of it. If the reality doesn't follow, you've got trouble. To be fair to the Sallies, or indeed any social agency, getting into housing is an expensive business and it requires you to potentially move out of other areas of social service as you put more and more of your eggs into that particular basket. But politically... Here's where these agencies might run into trouble. They have traditionally been critical of the state housing services, and in some areas rightly so. Maintenance, quality of homes, size and fit of homes, all have been lacking. But once the government offers you a chance to get into the game, an opportunity to put your money where your mouth is, your ability to bag the state becomes diminished. It is not a good look to continue to carp if you have the solution but you've chosen not to partake. But if there is an image issue, it is more the government's here. This sort of policy always had a decent queue of people looking to bag it. There remain in this country a sizable number who believe, rightly or wrongly, that when it comes to certain social issues, the government and only the government should be running things. They're deluded, of course, but they are nevertheless uh, exist. And as long as they exist and make noise, the government are vulnerable. So if the Sallies aren't in, 
then the government better hope there are plenty of others that are, because the success initially anyway of this particular policy is very easy to judge. In other words, you simply look at how many houses they can sell, and the smaller that number, the more embarrassing it gets. Uh, So they're embarrassed. Uh, The BBC embarrassed over what's happening with Clarkson. It appears perhaps not, and he might be looking for a new job. The the development you might well have seen over the weekend also on video form was Clarkson at a charity event um, bagging the BBC and swearing and abusing them. And this this was seen as uh, by some as a sort of a midlife crisis that he's he's cracked. He's actually woken up and written in his column overnight that it was all a joke and it was done in jest. And what he was doing was waking the crowd up because he was um, giving this auction prize away for charity. And it was a lap around the uh, Top Gear track. And for that, he raised a hundred thousand pounds pounds hundred thousand pounds to drive around the top clear track one last time so so he, he certainly got what he wants so he said all of that's in jest his lawyer did ring him up and told him to shut up but anyway and and of course we got delivered the one million signatures over the weekend as well so that's where we're at the bbc is still looking into his future and whether or not he's going to save his job developments this morning include that he will sue them if he loses his job so that whole business of him seemingly wanting to walk away or knowing he's going to get fired or him being over it uh, is not true allegedly he is going to sue them if they um don't reinstate him in his job the other thing is he's looking at a um farming show he's gone and talked to the producer of top gear and he's always wanted apparently he took this idea to the bbc heads in 2012 he wants to do a farming show and they turned him down on that and so he's um, he's trying to resurrect that so um, one way or another can he I, cook? No, he, no, he can't cook. Uh, no, he that's can't a shame. cook. But, um, he can farm, apparently. You know what he'd be really good at? What? Bullying uh, singers on a singing wouldn't competition. He, wouldn't he be good? He'd, he'd be, be awesome. He'd be funny too, wouldn't he? He'd be funny with it. Uh, what's the, he could could he do a DIY? Situation. I've certainly seen him destroy many things. I don't know how many things I've seen him build. Um, now, they, we've got. Uh, we didn't have John Key on the show this morning because he's busy being Johnny Career uh, this week, uh, organising FTAs there. As a result of the free trade deal with Korea, the tariffs on our products will vanish. And what are those tariffs? Well, for meat, it's 40%. For kiwi fruit, it's 45 For butter, it's 89 So, in other words, butter virtually halves in price. That's what free trade does for you. That's the sort of difference it makes to producers, to businesses that sell internationally. Ask anyone you like who makes anything you like. If you can take that product and put it into a marketplace at half what you were made to put it into before, is that good for business? Will you sell more? Will your bottom line improve? The answer to all of those questions, of course, is yes. And then the potential flow on, you've got expansion, you've got jobs. Given we don't have tariffs, there is no real downside to free trade. We don't protect industries, we haven't for years. And as a result, two things have happened. We've either improved our efficiencies in those industries, or we've worked out in some areas we will never be able to compete, so we've closed up shop. If you ever wanted a tangible example of how ahead of the curve we have been, look across the Tasman at the car assembly industry. We got out of it years ago. Australia didn't. And Australia's been piling billions upon billions upon billions into support an industry that inevitably was going nowhere. And because they maintained the charade of the fantasy, when it all came crashing down, it was horrific. Thousands of jobs, dozens of factories, entire communities that survived on false hope were given a rude reminder of why artificiality doesn't work. Here's the simple, inescapable truth. Each and every free trade deal we have signed has been worth money and access and jobs. China's been worth literally billions. This Korean deal is nothing but good news. And for all those that argue the TPP is a Trojan horse for trouble through things like medicine and corporate global interference, they're wrong. 
There's nothing wrong with expressing concern or arguing your case, but the anti-free trade argument has been shattered, and it's been shattered by the simple truth, the inescapable truth, that free trade is good for business and good for us, and Korea this week is another example. Yeah, I I don't know why people will get upset about these things. I guess people need things to get upset about, and so they look for them and then they get upset about them. Uh, Some things possibly are worth getting upset about, like Otago students destroying whole streets every single year. When 4,000 people gather together in one go, do you think it's a numbers problem? You don't need 4,000, and once you get 4,000, you've got trouble. Well, that that, that, that could potentially be it, but obviously there are deeper issues uh, which need to be addressed in terms of um, alcohol culture. And at the moment, um, the university, the Dunedin City Council, the police and all the community stakeholders have actually formed a special working group um, to work further on this matter because I don't think anyone disagrees uh, that we need to um, improve our drinking culture and that starts with students, uh, but it also includes uh, New Zealand's wider drinking Indeed. Culture. Do you reckon you're ever going to make any ground on that? I mean, Dunedin students have been drinking the way Dunedin students have been drinking forever, haven't they? Well, I think there have been some, some changes, and, and one change in particular that's noticeable is that um, there is now more alcohol being consumed from off-licence uh, premises, so that's supermarkets and liquor shops. Uh, we would prefer it if people uh, were in, in bars and on-licence premises because in those areas there, there's more uh, supervision, the bar owners have legal obligations and there are other people around. Um, so we think, and, and when the the price of alcohol is um, $4 in a bar, the cheapest drink, compared to, say, $1 a unit in an off-licence premise. It's no surprise that everyone preloads on alcohol they bought from the supermarket and the liquor store rather than going into a bar. And apparently they spend thousands of dollars on arranging emergency services. So, you know, there'd be ambulances on standby for this event. I just can't help thinking that if you need ambulances on standby to take people away from an event. Maybe you should really think twice about having the event. Anyway, maybe I'm just getting old and fuddy-duddy. That was, Hosking That Was, for Monday. I am Glenn ZB. Um, and as long as I can move my wheelchair or my Zimmer frame into the studio, I'll be back with you again tomorrow.